0: You're listening to Rhema for Today.
1: You see, the old covenant was the covenant of the law of sin and death. It was the law of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You knock out my eye, knock out your eye. It was the law where God demanded an awful judgment, love, and so forth. But they were not able to do it because their natures had not been changed. So he set up the Levitical priesthood whereby the blood of animals could be shed to cover their sins so they could be counted righteous in His sight and He could bless them. The sins of the people could be confessed over the head of the scapegoat. The goat let go in the wilderness and judgment fell out there instead of on them. They had come up in this hard, harsh atmosphere of justice.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagen wraps up his teaching on Growing Up Spiritually. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth e. Hagan for today's message.
1: I'm teaching from my book, Growing Up Spiritually. And so now then, we're going to get back to this one, about growing up spiritually by walking with your Father. Let's turn to Matthew, the 6th chapter, the 25th chapter through the thirty-fourth verses. Therefore I say unto you, Jesus said, Take no thought for your life what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls are there, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto your stature? But for the time being, there are just two portions of it that I want you to notice. In the 32nd verse, For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. In the 26th verse, Your heavenly Father feedeth them. Now, this isn't talking about sinners or unbelievers here, because he's not the heavenly Father of sinners. Now, you listen to some people talk, and they'd try to tell you that we're all children of God. God's the father of all of us. We're all brothers and sisters. But no, we're not. The devil is the father of some people. Jesus said to some of the most religious people of his day, that is the Pharisees, the very strictest sect of the Jewish religion, John 8:44. he said, Ye are of your father the devil. Now, he didn't say our heavenly father was their father. He said the devil was their father. You see, friends, yet even though we have been born again and have become children of God, I think so many times we've never really become acquainted with our Father. Now, our theme is growing, growing up spiritually. We need to grow by becoming acquainted with our Heavenly Father. I remember I was teaching one time down in East Texas on the subject, this subject of becoming acquainted with our Heavenly Father. Remember a woman said to me, Brother Higgin, I've been saved for 11 years. But ever since I've been saved, you know, I've loved Jesus. But somehow I just didn't become acquainted with the Father like I should. But since you've been teaching along this line, I've become acquainted with my Heavenly Father, and I've just fell in love with Him. Well, that's her expression. You see, friends, there's no truth in all the Bible as far-reaching as the blessed fact That if we've been born again and come into the family of God, God the Father is our Father and He cares for us. He's interested in us. I mean in each one of us individually, not just as a group or a body or a church. He's interested in each of His children. And He loves every single one of us with the same love. Now Jesus was actually preaching here in Matthew to the Jews. Yet one reason they didn't understand him was he talked about God as being his father. He endeavored to introduce them to a kind, loving, heavenly father. Well, they couldn't understand that kind of God. His message was, for God so loved the world that he gave, they couldn't comprehend it. You see, the old covenant was the covenant of the law of sin and death. It was the law of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You knock out mine eye, knock out your eye. It was the law where God demanded an awful judgment, love, and so forth. But they were not able to do it because their natures had not been changed. So he set up the Levitical priesthood whereby the blood of animals could be shed to cover their sins, so they could be counted righteous in his sight and he could bless them. The sins of the people could be confessed over the head of the scapegoat. The goat let go into wilderness and judgment fell out there instead of on them. They had come up in this hard, harsh atmosphere of justice. When God gave Moses the table of stones of the law, fire and vapor of smoke overshadowed the mountain. If even an animal touched it, he was thrust through with a sword. In the Old Testament, after they built the tabernacle first and the temple secondly, they didn't know him as Father God. They knew him as Elohim or Jehovah. They did not know him personally, they had no personal acquaintance with him. His presence was kept shut up in the holies of holy. It was necessary that every male throughout Israel, at least once a year, go up to Jerusalem to the temple to present himself before God, because that's where he was. And even then, they didn't dare enter into his presence. No one entered his presence, save the high priest, and he only under great precautions. For if you intruded into that place in the wrong way, and some did, you fell down dead instantly. This high priest, after offering sacrifice by the blood of animals for his own sins and the sins of the people, could enter into the Holy of Holies and receive atonement for their sins. That is, pushing them off, so to speak, into the future. Now, that was the hard, harsh atmosphere they'd come up in. Well, it's no wonder that when Jesus came along to introduce them to a loving, kind, heavenly Father, they couldn't understand it. But you know, friends, I'm afraid that's not only true concerning those Jews. I'm afraid that it's true concerning the sons and daughters of Almighty God today. They have never really become acquainted with him as being their father. Now notice, here are some of the things Jesus said about the father. John 16:23. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the father in my name, he will give it to you. John sixteen twenty seven, 27, For the Father himself loveth you. Matthew 6, 8, 9, For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. After this manner therefore pray, Our Father. Notice the utter tenderness of it. Our Father. I like something Paul said when he prayed for the church at Ephesus. He began his prayer like this. For this cause I bow my knees under the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Oh, I like to do that. I like to get on my knees and repeat those words of Paul. I bow my knees under the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That makes it surreal. That takes it out of the hard, harsh, religious atmosphere. This isn't religion. It hasn't a thing in the world to do with religion. Some folks say, do you have religion? Thank God I don't have a bit of it. I don't have any. When it's religion, it's God. But when it's family, it's Father. He may be God to the sinner, but he's Father to me. I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family, you see, it becomes the Father and His family. We are in the family of God. It's not important what church you're in. The thing that is important is what family you're in. And so, let's grow up spiritually by getting acquainted with our Father. Now, let's get acquainted through the Word. That's the way you do it. How do you get acquainted with him? Well, I'm glad I'm in his family, and I want to become better acquainted with my father. Don't you? I want to know him better. Don't you? Thank God we can. Now, how can we? How can we know more about him? How can we become better acquainted with our father? You know, I like something Smith Woodward said. He said, I can't understand God by feelings. I understand God, the Father, by what the Word says about him. He's everything the Word says he is. Get acquainted with the Father through the Word. I like that statement by Wigglesworth. You see, it's in the Word that we find out about him, about his love, about his nature, about how he cares for us, about how he loves us. Jesus himself said, Man shall not live by bread alone. Well, how shall he live? But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Notice again Matthew six twenty six. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? The folks Jesus is preaching to never grasp it. It was new to them. You know it's almost new to us. We've never grasped it because most of us have been taught to fear and shrink from a God of justice. We've never seen the love side of God that Jesus came to bring. Matthew, the 6th chapter, the 30th and 31st verses. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Wherefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? One translation says, Be therefore not faithless, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? When you talk that way, you are without faith. The 32nd and 33rd verses, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For ye heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now you see, they won't be taken from you, they'll be added to you. This proves the father's care for his own. The 34th verse. Take, therefore, no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now, I like the translation that reads, be not anxious for the morrow. You know, sometimes you do have to think about tomorrow to make appointments or to plan something. Really, the thought he's trying to get over is don't worry about tomorrow. God doesn't want his children full of worry. He doesn't want us full of fretting. Now, Why? because He loves us. I'm talking about growing up spiritually by walking with your Father, by getting acquainted with your Father through the Word.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including messages that expound on this week's subject. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package starts out with the one CD from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Train the Human Spirit. Also in this offer is Ken Hagan's book, It's Your Move. These two resources are for the discounted price of $10. That's $9.95 in savings. Call toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at RAMA.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, org. If you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagin Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagin.
1: For you in the Oklahoma City area, don't forget Northwest Expressway. 8921 Northwest Rhema, Expressway. Rama Bible Church, Oklahoma City. Come on out and be with us on Sunday. Enjoy the weekend and come and enjoy yes. Sunday night, Sunday morning on Sunday night at 6 p.m. That's right.
0: Monday, Ken Hagan will start a powerful series. It's your move. That's next week on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.